Hello everybody, my name is Pete and this is Social Distancer, episode 99. So, Trump is feeling the pressure after admitting... I won't do the whole thing like that. So Trump said, I told my guys, stop testing. Ten-year-old gets sniffles. It's a case. There's a case here. There's a case there. There's a case here. A bad stand-up guy. 6,000 people in the audience. And John Sopel, who I've got a lot of respect for John Sopel, a fucking huge amount of respect for John Sopel, J-O-N, Sopel, he said um, that he doubts that Biden would be able to get a bigger crowd. And maybe he's right about that. I don't know. I'm not sure. I really don't know whether there's a appetite in the States at the moment to attend <laughs> mass gatherings. You know, you know, with all the fucking, what is it, 27 states um, have seen rises, some very dramatic rises in the last seven uh, days. And, you know, it's, it's, it's still a huge problem. 118,000 people have died in the United States from COVID-19. And this fucking prick is saying, you know, not John Sopel, but Donald Trump is saying, you know, he told his people to ease on the testing. Um, unbelievable. And he said some horrible, just bullshit things there. And, you know, it's total culture war crap. And, you know, public health officials in the States are having protests organised against them. I mean, that is just diabolical. And some of them have quit their jobs um, because they can't take it. I mean, what the hell? It's unbelievable. I mean, as... Uh, critical I was of the clap for carers thing that was going on for you know 10 weeks or so and you know you know I think there were very good reasons why you know that was a load of old nonsense to a certain extent you know I think a lot of people did it genuinely but of course there is a kind of you know look this way whilst we're actually not giving the fucking you know PPE or the testing and you know they've taken away uh, contracts from the the nurses who were just, you know, getting to the end of their courses, and they were saying to the year three nurses, right, okay, brilliant, into fucking hospital now, even though it's March, and you don't finish the course until, you know, the end of the summer term. We need you now. So fucking come on, six month contract. There we go. And now it's all kind of quietened down, and we're, you know, beyond the peak in the UK those six months contracts well mean fucking nothing they're not even seeing out the six month contracts unbelievable so anyway you know legitimate concerns with all of that clap for garris thing but you don't have like you do in the states people actually protesting against the fucking key workers you know what i mean unbelievable anyway it's fucking mad so if you are one of my oh what's that something dropping uh if you are, so I'm in a, I'm in a waterfall, very quiet waterfall. Have you got mute waterfalls? In if you are in the states, have you got mute waterfalls yet? We call them mutefalls. We're basically we call them mutefalls because it rhymes with beautiful. 
and they're amazing. I mean, they're they're just like waterfalls, but they've been muted, and they're gorgeous. Anyway, I'm one of them, so that's why it's so quiet around there. I'm one of them. I'm at one of them, but something drops anyway. Maybe it was a bit of water. So yes, Trumpalicious. I'd say he's Trumpalicious. So we've got a second wave in South Korea. It looks like um, Israel are going to be looking at tightening up their lockdown. And, uh, you know, like here and there, bits and bobs. It's not going away. Yesterday, bits and bobs. <laughs> Yesterday was the, uh, the highest number of cases that the WHO have recognized. So the, you know, the kind of, it's the epicenter is now at the moment in uh, South America, Brazil, you know, it's really not looking good. And what's that guy's name? Is it Bonasaro? Fucking psycho fucker. Uh, You know, they're not even reporting the numbers. What a fucking psychopath. I mean, this is, like, you really do have to think about the kind of the quality of your leaders, you know? Because if you're not taking it seriously, you end up with a fucking Bonasaro or a fucking Bojo or a fucking Trump, you know? And it would be nice if everyone was like Jacinda Ardern, but there's only one person like Jacinda Ardern, and that's Jacinda Ardern. And, you know, more or less people in a kind of technical ability way you know, kind of pay attention and try to kind of get on top of crises, you know. Jacinda is exceptional at that, but then there's a couple of people that are fucking terrible at it, you know. And Trump is probably the worst. I mean, well, you know, who knows? It's a it's a, a kind of horror competition, that, you know. Who's the best um, Harold Shipman? Who's the shittest Harold Shipman? So we've got a lot of beautiful things coming up uh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. We've got news, actual proper news for Bojo himself. That Toby Job looking motherfucker. And we've got, well, what have we got? We've got I'm not going to tell you exactly what we've got, but you know that Noel is uh, contributing to the show. It's fantastic. He's coming through another dimension. And, you know, you guys might. Have ru- hear rumours. You might see glimpses before your time of what's going on. What's Noel saying? What's Noel saying? Well, all of your, you know, uh, impatience will be paid off tomorrow. And, um, you know, thank you, Noel. Obviously, I'll say this tomorrow. But thank you, Noel, for contributing to um, the episode and for sending me such beautiful work. You know, amazing writing, as always. And, uh, yeah, we've got a few other, you know, nice little bits and bits and stuff. (laughs) Anyway, you take care. See you tomorrow for the big one. And see you later. Thank you very much. I run to the shop. I bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, tell your friends. Everything you want to hear about 
the greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. But every day, and it is free, fucking great than the swearing. So the other night I couldn't sleep, so I got out of bed and I left the house and it was raining. And I took a short walk to the house, if you could call it a house. Some people don't call it a house. Some people have other words for what this um, dwelling is. But let's just, you know, call it a house of the local mob boss. And he was there like, you know, welcome me in like an old friend. Give me a big bear hug. And he says, Look, I'm playing some, uh, some, some, some games tonight. Would you like to play some chess? And I thought, well, I haven't played chess since I was a child. And even then I didn't play chess. I mean, you know, I can't really remember anything about what moves where and all the rest of it. And I also thought, well, I'm kind of, I don't really want to get into a kind of competitive deal with this guy, you know, because I don't want to get on the wrong side of him. Uh, but I also thought, well, I don't have any fucking choice. Like, you know, when somebody like him says, do you want to play chess? You can't well say no. And then I remembered the move. And I said, oh, yeah, OK. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking like, well, do I do the move? Because if I do the move, I don't know how he's going to take the move, you know. So we sit down, we begin. The game is going, you know, like just like fucking nothing is happening. Like he doesn't know how to play chess. He's like, just like me, you know. I mean, I don't know why he's he's got like this ridiculously expensive chess set, chess board, and all the pieces is a chess set, you know, made with the kind of wood I've, I don't even know what it is. No wood that I've ever seen in my life prepared me for the fucking lusciousness of this wood. And talk about heavy, these pieces were beautiful. Anyway, it's not kind of going nowhere. And then I saw an opportunity to do the move. And I thought, well, do I do the move? And if you know about chess, then you might know about this move that I'm talking about, right? I think it's only called the move. The move. That's how it was introduced to me when I was a child by somebody who said, do you know the move? And he didn't give it another name, this somebody. And I thought, oh, fuck it. Like, you know, life's too short, you know? I'm dodging the old COVID-19 and, you know, might as well do the move. I mean, when the opportunity presents itself, I haven't played chess for fucking 30 years, for crying out loud. Might as well do the move. So I did the move. And what happened was that the pieces, and this is always, this is the move. I'm going to describe to you now the move. The pieces uh, very slowly lift off the board by about, I don't know, a couple of inches. And it, they're silent, but you kind of put on a kind of humming noise, you know, like yourself. When you're looking at that, you expect there to be a humming noise so much that you kind of put it on yourself, you know, you like, as you're looking at it, you're adding in your head the humming noise. But in reality, they're silent pieces just floating a couple of inches above the board. And then 
the most amazing thing happens. The top, and this always, I mean, it's just, it's a thing of beauty. The top of the queen kind of like pops open and all of the opponent's pieces just go towards the queen one at a time and very slowly they become slow, really small. They become really small, but quite slowly and they just pop in to the queen one at a time. And then when the queen has taken all the pieces, all of the winners, the, the victors pieces, the only pieces left, then just settle back. And that's the move. And, of, I mean, you know, the, the mob boss, he had no idea about the move. You could see in his face, he had no idea about the move. And he said, For me to give you that victory over me, I refuse to do that. And I thought, I've got a problem here, man. I mean, maybe I made a mistake. So I said, well, you know, it is a legitimate part of, you know, the, the, the world of chess doing what I did. OK, I can understand that it's not a conventional way of winning, of, you know, kind of becoming victorious on the uh, chess field chess field the chess zone but at the same time you know uh, I won I won and I was very nervous when I you know you don't say to a, a man like that that you won easily you know you don't easily say you definitely don't say you won easily <laughs> but you also don't easily say that you won to a man who is you know like uh, well, let's just say he's quite volatile, you know. I mean, the decorations in the house are just like fucking garish. So even on that basis, you wouldn't want to argue with the fucker. But I, you know, I kind of thought, well, you know, and I, you know, amazingly, you know, settled. I said, look, do you want a cup of tea? I had a cup of tea. I kind of got him on to other things, you know, and he kept referring to it, like as you would, you know, he kept referring to it. It was well, for a good 45 minutes afterwards, but we ended, we ended on good terms. <laughs>